What is up, everybody? Welcome to a very special edition. Yes. Episode 23 of the Tongues Out Hockey Show. One half of the show, Tyler Briggs right here, right across from me. The ugly half, Tim Hikoy. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not going to argue that. I'll take that. Uh, so we've got a very special guest coming on. We're going to be dropping, well, this episode will be dropping a little bit earlier than usual. Um, Gavin McHale, the emergency backup goaltender for the Washington Capitals. You might have saw him on TV last week. Pretty big deal. Or if you're like me and you went to WHL games in 0405 or 0506, or even made your way out to some Portage Terrier games in 0708, you know who he is. He's yep. one hell of a goalie, local guy, living the dream. He did. He's doing us a huge favor coming onto this yep. show, and uh, he he gave us just about an hour of his time. So yeah. um, we're pretty thankful for that. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's just. Yeah, I, I couldn't, this, I couldn't believe he came on. Yeah, it's this, the it's the best. Yeah. So he obviously he gets into it about uh, this day with the Washington Capitals uh, playing the Winnipeg Jets last week, and then uh, a little bit later on in the episode, you're gonna hear hear him with uh, some WHL talk. Which uh, I mean, Timmy was lit up the whole time. Oh. Timmy was pumped. Yeah, so I was on cloud nine. Absolutely. So we're not gonna uh, we're not gonna gab too long. We're gonna get straight into this with his interview that is gonna be coming up next. Gavin McHale next. All right, well, our guest coming up here, we, me and Timmy couldn't be happier to be bringing uh, this guy onto the show. Timmy, what do you think? Well, this is awesome. All right, well, so this guy, Wednesday Night Hockey, last week, November 14th, you may have seen this guy casually taking the warm-up at Bell MTS Place uh, in a game between the Washington Capitals and Winnipeg Jets. Uh, he may not have been on the programs handed out in the stands, but he certainly was noticeable in his freshly pressed number 41 white Washington Capitals jersey. Introducing none other than NHL emergency backup goaltender for the Washington Capitals, Gavin McHale. Thank you very much for being so generous and giving us your time here on the podcast, man. I'm super excited to be here, boys. I, I like to call myself a retired NHL goalie now. Oh, hey. <laughs> Went out on top. Went out on top, baby. You, you, got, you got a nice play. little... You got a nice little upgrade to your hockey DB page, I saw. <laughs> I did. I did. I, I don't know where that came from, but the old 10-year gap. I hope no one asked about the 10-year gap. <laughs> Man, I actually, oh. actually, it was really cool. I saw that I, I when I looked up your hockey D page, DB page the, the next day, I saw that you were like the fourth highest trending search on hockey DB. He was number one when I looked. Were you number one? Yeah. yeah. Like, that's pretty sweet. <laughs> that is sweet. So a pretty big deal. I know that. Me and, me and Timmy are only on EliteProspects.com, so we're not quite yeah. uh, in the I didn't league, crack Hockey DB, but back then it was just a disaster for Junior A stats. So. Oh, yeah, they were so bad. Oh, I was and looking at something. And they still got the colors over on Hockey DB, eh? Like the yellow <laughs> and the purple. It's, it's the awful. best. <laughs> okay, so uh, before we get going here, I'd just like to mention that you are WHL alumni with 45 games played, I believe, between the Seattle Thunder Thunderbirds and Lethbridge Hurricanes. For two seasons, I believe, right? Two, two full seasons in the Western League. Yeah, yeah. Wow. and and then uh, following your uh, your uh, your career in the Western League, you also suited up for the Porridge Terriers in uh, 07, 08, and you won the Turnbull Cup that year. Is that right? Yeah, MJ champs, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we'll we'll ask you a little bit more on your junior career later, but uh, I know everybody that I've talked to, um, and I've kind of given a hint to a few people that you'd be coming on the show, and they're. Uh, they're dying to they're dying to, to ask about your experience last week. So you're the emergency backup goalie 
for both teams in the building. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. There's a, there's about five or six of us that kind of rotate through. Yeah. So, so oh, Timmy's. I have a question. question. Who are the other guys? Is Caligiuri one of them, and uh, like Spigsy yeah. and stuff? There's uh, there's Caligiuri, and then the three Bison goalies: Spriggs, oh. Pollock, and Sidora. Yeah. But they can obviously can't do weekends, yeah. and then uh, and then this year it's Reed Pennington. Actually, quick funny story. If we're I okay, no way. So I, quick story. Yes. Uh, last year was Steve Crispy who, I mean, I think we can all agree is probably one of the best, like, you know, former goalies in the city. Oh, yeah. Uh, but this year, uh, teams were complaining that if a guy ever played pro, uh, that meant they had to pay him on his PTO, and they couldn't afford it on the cap. Oh. Like, teams were that close to the cap to really? pay a guy, like, wow. 500 bucks. I did not know so that. They, I knew he played pro, but yeah. I did not know that. <laughs> wow. And that's- yeah, so, so they couldn't afford to, like, do that so you have to now you can't have played pro wow That's what's good. pretty cool about that is two of those goalies you mentioned are my uh i guess you'd say replacements for my summer hockey team reed pennington and spriggs well look at that yeah it's the goalie fraternity right yeah here. that's pretty cool who's your main who's your main guy Jeez. yeah exactly <laughs> they're missing out here a little division yeah. division one ice flex summer hockey <laughs> i gotta gotta get him on the list yeah so Back to back to November fourteenth, so that's why that's why yeah. we're all here for sure. But I understand you're a personal trainer and a goalie coach for the University of Manitoba women's hockey team. So yeah. on that day, were you uh, were you at work when you got the call, or whereabouts were you? Like, how did that all go down? Yeah, so uh, typical Wednesday, I'm up at five a.m. I'm uh, I'm at work on the gym floor by six thirty. I worked with clients, uh, training clients until eleven thirty. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, I went home. I had uh, Bison women's team practice at 345. Um, for some reason, decided to forego my regular workout. Like, normally, even if I have a, even if I have an emergency goalie game, I'll do, like, a light workout yeah. uh, before before practice. Went on for practice until um, 5. I figured, okay, we're good. I got till five o'clock and then I'll go pick up my mom and get to the, get downtown to the rink by like six fifteen. uh, warm ups at six thirty, And that's when I have to, you know, that's when I have to be in the building, mm-hmm. uh, is, is for warm up. So I was like, yeah, no problem. It'll be, we'll be good to go. So I was, uh, yeah, I, I, I worked, uh, I was on the ice from three forty five to five when, uh, I guess you could say things started, the wheels started turning. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. So was it uh, like Chevy or Heisinger? Like who got a hold of you there? Yeah, so I had got off the ice. Uh, we were actually telling our goalies who was traveling. So um, we were kind of having some pretty serious meetings, and my phone was just buzzing like crazy. And <laughs> I looked down, and I saw three missed calls from Zinger and oh, a text, wow. and two missed calls and a text from a Pennsylvania number. And I was like, <laughs> something, You're like, something yeah. is up here. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So I literally, like, run out of the coach's room, like, we're a, a girl's coming in, I'm like, sorry, I got to, you know, and I check my phone, and it's like, hey, this is Scott Murray, the goalie coach of the Washington Capitals. Uh, can you give me a call as soon as possible? And I'm like, can't even get my fingers moving fast enough You're to get the shaking, call. You're man. Oh, my oh God. My God. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was just I'm like, shaking, man. <laughs> That's just a yeah, dream. I'm, I'm, I'm out. Like, see yeah. you later. 
so I'm, I make this call and, you know, he said to me, this was like five after five. And he's like, we still aren't a hundred percent sure, but we're pretty sure we're going to need, need you to dress tonight. Uh, stay by your phone. I, you know, I will let you know as soon as I know. And I'm like, Oh my God, <laughs> like, you know, grab my stuff, grab my jacket. And I'm like running out to my car. I'm like, okay, who do I have to call? What do I have to do? Um, and then as I'm walking out to my car, obviously phone in hand, I get a text that says, just straight up, we're going to need you tonight. <laughs> oh, uh, it's like, like I could have, I could have jumped a hundred feet. It was just unbelievable oh, feeling. Yeah, like I Best still getting the, the goosebumps here. Oh my God. That is so yeah. awesome. That's like, it. Yeah, unbelievable feeling. Yeah. So you're on you're on the way to the rink, like you said. Uh, you kind of skipped your workout. Uh, I, I'm sure you didn't really have time for a meal, other than maybe like uh, <laughs> whatever on the go. You oh, know. Man. Like, oh. Yeah. So I the, the biggest thing that I had to do. Well, I had to. I told my girlfriend, um, and then I had to. You know, my mom was my guest. Yeah, that's right. Because you get to bring a guest. Right? Yeah, you get to take a guest, and like you get dinner, and it's really nice to to have a guest up there. It's super awesome to like just be able to give that experience to my parents who yeah. have done so much for me. So oh, yeah. I, I have my mom going, and, and I called her. I knew she'd be like anxious about the whole process on her own, right? <laughs> of course. So she was like, "Sorry, boys, there's a there's a train coming through. Um, <laughs> welcome to Winnipeg." Eh? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so. You know, I called her and I, I was like, are you going to be okay? She's like, no, I still want to come. Just, you know, maybe you can help me kind of where to go and things like that. So mm-hmm. um, the girl who, who's Zinger's assistant who kind of runs the whole thing was like, hey, um, does your does your guest still want to come? She texted me and I'm driving. So I call her. I'm like, hey, like, she still wants to come. Like, this is a big moment. She wants to be there for this moment. But like... Um, could you maybe like escort her up? Like she doesn't really remember last time she did it was last season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, she's like, give me a minute. And so she comes back on the phone. She's like, does your mom maybe have someone that would want to join her? And I'm oh, like, yeah. are you kidding me? You're like, like your I can't old man, wait man. My dad. Oh, yeah. That's so, so awesome. You know, my parents, luck. So what that did for me was it allowed, like, I didn't have to go pick up my mom. I could just go to the rink. My you parents went together. And she, like, met them at the gate with the tickets to the press box and took them up there. So it was, like, huge load off my shoulders. I got to give a shout-out to the Jets for that. Like, oh, that's sure. yeah. you, could ju- you could just go and be class. an NHL goalie, you know? <laughs> I could just go and, you know, someone said to me, like, this is the life of an NHL goalie. People take care of you, you know? That's <laughs> oh, the way it man. is now. Be nice. Oh, no kidding. So... Oh man, that's that's so awesome that your parents got to be there and uh, and taking taking yeah. warm up. But before we get to warm up, um, you walk into the rink and I already heard the story. But uh, who were the guys that uh, got to greet you before you got to the dressing room? Yeah, so I uh, if you've been down to the bowels of MTS, yeah. MTS place, you got you walk in the security door and you, it's just one huge area. So the Jets and the Caps are both doing their soccer, kind of just separated by a few feet. And I literally walk in the security door with my gear, like right into the Jets soccer game. <laughs> and, they're, and they're just like, what, what the are you hell doing is here? going on? <laughs> you know, you can tell me, like, who is this guy? Yeah. And so I take a hard right to where I know the visiting dressing room is. Mm-hmm. I get my security clearance and everything. And then, uh, 
And then the first two guys, hands out, ready to shake my hand, are Alex Ovechkin and Evgeny Kuznetsov. And they're just like, hey, I'm Alex, I'm Evgeny, nice to meet you. I'm just like, I know who you are. Like, come on. (laughs) Yeah, I know who you are. A couple weapons. But that really, like, really calmed me down. Like, it was like, okay, like, these are just, you know, a couple of the boys introducing themselves to me. Yeah, they're not not just shoving you in another dressing room either, right? Like, they're... Oh, my God. And they totally could have done that. Like, oh, yeah. They totally could have just been like, you know what, just stay out of our room. Like, yeah. just don't be a distraction. And, and, and if we need you, we'll use you. But they just totally took me in like part of the team. And then the goalie coach came and he, uh, you know, he they were still playing soccer. So he brought me into the room and Oshie and Carlson were in there and introduced themselves right away. They kind of had a little giggle as to, yeah. you know, the whole situation going on was just such a, so, could be such a mess, you know. It's oh, like, yeah. this is Oh yeah, hilarious for these guys. Probably everybody's you know? scrambling, and it and it just seems to be going as smooth as possible. I'm sure from their standpoint, right? So, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Pretty so much. I even saw in a picture after the game that you, uh, I mean, you you got your own stall. You had your own freaking nameplate, man. Like how wicked yeah. is that? <laughs> Dude, so so I walk in there, and obviously, like they're just like you can use you know this stall. Like that was where Holtby was gonna dress, mm-hmm. and. um I go and, like, get my street clothes off. Like, five seconds into, like, taking my street clothes off, their, their head medical guy is on me, and he's like, you're going to get a physical from the NHL, but is there anything that you need right now? Like, is there anything that I can do for you right now? Like, is anything bothering you? Can I help you? I'm like, uh, no, I'm good, I think. I'm obviously, I could have, like, a broken leg, and I wouldn't tell him. Like, yeah, oh, no, yeah, for I'm sure. Fine. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm good to go. Let me, let me go here. Wow. And then... Uh, and then their equipment guy comes in and he's like, hey, like, is all your gear good? Do you need anything? Uh, do you need us to fix anything? Um, what kind of an undershirt do you like? Do you like a tight one, a loose one? Oh, what, wow. You know, yeah. like, uh, uh, whatever you got. Like, what do you have in an XL, you know? Yeah. Wow. Uh, and by the time I get back to my stall, there's a jersey with my name stitched on it and a nameplate. The same as all the other players. Wow. And I'm like, that is so what? Cool. Like, this took them five minutes. That's crazy. And 41's a pretty sick goalie number. Did you get to pick it? Like, how'd that work? No, man. It's just sitting in my stall. And actually, uh, I actually know Madison Bowie. He trains at the gym I work at. Yeah, yeah, and um, he's sitting across the room. And when he came in and first saw me, he's just these wide eyes, like, yeah, wow, this is amazing. <laughs> and then he sits in his stall and he's like, what number did they give you? And like right across the whole room, and I hadn't even like I didn't even know. I'm just like, oh, uh, forty one. And he's like, oh, sick. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's not that's not bad, you know. Yeah, that's actually pretty good. As what did Scott yeah. Foster wear at the Blackhawks? Like number ninety or something? So forty one is not 90, bad. He got ninety. Yeah. I think I think yeah. I think the more obscure, the better. Really, yeah. I, yeah. I love I love the uh, the random high numbers. It's awesome. Absolutely. So uh, yeah. So. Obviously, pregame pep talk. You're in the dressing room for uh, Todd Reardon's uh, little talk, or yeah. So I like, like I said, like awesome. people are like, so you were in there like the whole. I'm like, yeah, like I was literally <laughs> like a teammate. You're a Washington like, Capital man. <laughs> I was a Washington Capital, so it was like I couldn't believe how intense. Like they had boards with like every single zone, yeah. win, loss, a face off, what they do. Yeah. Uh, they had a video looping of. Um, of Hellbuck's tendencies, mm-hmm. like, it's just wild. Wow. And, like, it wasn't just, like, there for show. Like, guys are, like, reading it and talking about it and watching the Hellbuck tape and, like, talking about it. 
and uh, and then Reardon came in, and it's like I think people don't realize like how in the depth. better coaches coach less. Yeah, the show like you know he was like two points that he made that were tactical points. And then it was like, guys, like we won last night. We were successful last night because we hunted pucks and we were relentless on the puck. Like one, two little things about like, you know, the game in general. And then he was out and that was it. Right. They were in Minnesota the night before, right? Yeah. They had played in Minnesota. They won, Mm -hmm. uh, in Minnesota. So they, like they flew, flew to Winnipeg overnight, got there, had morning skate. For some guys, and then played again. It was a, it was a tough turnaround for them. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, man. That's yeah, that's not easy to do. I can imagine. A lot so of teams do that. Yeah, a lot of teams yeah. do. Yeah, exactly. So you hit the ice for warm ups, man. That this is this is the best part because I mean, we I was watching. Were we recording last Wednesday? I think yeah. we were. Yeah. And so uh, we we had the we had a PVR, so we got a chance to to watch. And uh, so you hit the ice, nice. and obviously these guys are ripping pucks at you, uh, including the best shooter <laughs> in the game. Uh, what I want to know is. Who did you stop, and uh, who lit you up? <laughs> well, the the second part of the answer is going to be a lot longer. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, get out. Like, I literally said to Copley, I'm like, look, man, like, I just want to stay out of your way. Let me know when you want in. And the first, like, three drills, which are generally the drills where you, like, just give the goalie some, some puck. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, when he skated out, the rest of the team just started going for a wheel again. And yeah. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, I guess, all right, no worries. Like, whatever. <laughs> I'm just going for a wheel. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I get nothing. And then the, the half moon drill rolls around, and Burkowski's wheeling around with a puck. And, <laughs> he, you know, he, he lets, so Copley calls me, and I'm like, here we go. This is it. This is going to be awesome. my time, man. This is my time. First pass to Ovi, literally like right in the slot, and I wasn't even close. Yeah. Like he just ripped it over my shoulder, and so I'm like, okay, this is different than I thought it would be. Sounds like the you know, story I thought of my life. like I thought like okay, like you know, first couple shots, I'm probably gonna miss them. They're probably gonna fire them, uh, but like I was like. I had to do everything I could just to get a piece of it. Yeah. Like, I literally, like, I've skated with the guys. Like, I skated with the Jets guys that were here during the lockout. I've skated with NHL guys. Yeah, yeah, But it's a whole other level when they're preparing for an NHL game. Oh, I bet. Like, it was not, like, you know, my first stop was Oshi turning his stick the wrong hand and I barely <laughs> stopped it. I'm like, okay, oh, we're, right. we're into her now. Quick so I will bump, say yeah. this. Um, Ovi, Ovi absolutely lit me up uh, first couple, but I did get him on a couple of breakaways oh, and yeah. I got Oshi on a couple of breakaways. So I'm just going to, I'm going to go with that. Oh, man, that's that, that's you know, perfect. So you got I'm a couple, go uh, you got a couple puck marks on the jersey then, eh? Yeah. I, assuming you got to keep I it. Did. I, I can count three. I can count yeah. three. Yeah. Oh, marks. man. Hey, as a jersey collector, yeah. those mean something. Yeah, I was I was they, telling you, Timmy's a pretty... They mean you did something, man. They mean you did something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Timmy's a big jersey collector. Yeah, especially so. WHL goalie jerseys. What's your What's your jersey of the day today? I hear you wear jerseys. Unfortunately, I'm going to hockey t- uh, after, so I didn't want to leave anything in my car. But I uh, was I got in a nice uh, Red Deer Rebels one today. I was going to wear... Uh, Ethan Anders, their goalie right now. I got a nice one. I'm probably wearing it on Wednesday when we do finish off the episode. But uh, oh, I always... like a local, like a, or like a current goalie. Yeah. Nice. 
Yeah, I've got, uh, I'm up around 109 game war in WHL goalie jerseys. Wow, do you yeah. have a do you have a McHale jersey? I've actually actually yours is one I'm after. I uh I'm trying to get all the local I guys. I may have access to one. <laughs> oh, there that, you go. Yeah, I've, I if you ever want to let one go, we can talk. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. Sorry, I got us off track there. No, no, no definitely not. Definitely not off no, track. No, no, that's what we're good at. But yeah, no. yeah, we're pretty damn good at that. Yeah. <laughs> So we get to so obviously warm up ends. Uh, you get you get into the game, and so, I mean, there's nothing really unfortunate about the evening, but I mean, you had to sit in the corner, right by the entrance. Yeah, yeah, like that. How much? That I mean, you're still there. You're still with the team. You're still in the jersey. Some but, pretty good goalies have sat in that corner. Oh man, yeah, I sat beside that's exactly there last year. So. Yeah, you did. Hey, yeah. yeah. So I mean, did true, you have any, did you have any interactions with the fans while you're in the corner there? Yeah, so, uh, like, during warm-up, I knew that, like, people would have figured it out at this point, yeah. so I really tried not to look in the stands. Uh, <laughs> it turns out there were a ton of people that knew me, and, like, I would have just been a mess <laughs> if I had seen that. But, uh, yeah, so one of my clients actually was at the game, and he walked all the way around, walked all the way down after the first period to snap a picture of me, <laughs> um, which is so cool i was like waved at him um but yeah like the fans behind me uh i don't know guys like i don't know what you guys think about people who sit in the first row but there was a couple guys who sat front row behind me and they were trying to coach the jets the whole night and i was like this is absurd like you guys have no clue what you're talking about and they were just adamant i'm one of those people i have i sit row one in the bud lounge right behind the net so I don't coach oh, team. I'm. I actually just love the seats to watch the goalies. I get it. I couldn't yeah. ask for better seats. And what like, I love about that, so like obviously there's parts of the ice you see very well. Yeah. But see, like all those little intricacies of the game, like the, oh, oh, it's, it's crazy. totally different game down there than it is up top. It's you see different things. You see the game develop differently. You see everything happen differently. And for me, my favorite part is I sit right behind the goalie. I just it's I'm a visual learner and I even these days playing beer league and stuff I still pick up stuff especially with how much our position has changed over the years like it's crazy how much it's changed oh, oh. oh we lost him okay well uh we'll get Gavin back on the line in just a second so Timmy's just talking about all those little uh inter- you guys are talking about all the little intri- intricacies of the game uh Timmy's actually got a got a Instagram page he wanted to uh Put a little shout out on the podcast for yeah, while we're here. I've got an Instagram page, and it's uh, just because I like all the different things all the goalies do. I have when they come out and do their little at the start of the period. Uh, it's called Winnipeg Goalie Dance, and it's just all like you know when it comes scratch up the crease. I got I get a video of every goalie that comes to Winnipeg, uh, NHL or AHL because I have the same seats for both games, and it's pretty popular. I got a lot of WHL goalies following me, a couple AHL guys. Peter Buda is a big fan of Paige, so Flanders. But I'm a, but like I was saying, is like I, I, I sit real one, and I love it because I'm a visual learner, and I still pick up stuff as a, a beerly goalie watching these goalies day in and day out in my seats. It's, I mean, that's where all the dads stand at all the local rinks with their Tim Hortons, right? So yeah. I mean, obviously they're on to something. Totally, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. So I just followed you. I just followed you. Awesome. Oh, Thank you. Sick. There you oh, go. I'll I'll return so the paper. <laughs> yeah, I saw Copley on there. That's sick. Yeah. Uh, so as the game's wearing on, I mean, uh, I'm sure 
I'm sure you're probably you, you sound like a pretty competitive guy. So I'm yep. sure as the as the game wears on and uh, Connor seals it with the, the empty netter lane, the, I think it was Kyle Connor that scored that. Yeah. Were you yeah. like just like looking across the ice, like pick me, like I, I'm I'm ready. I think he can only go in if he gets hurt though. Yeah. How does that work? What? Yeah. So um. So I like I'm a competitor, but I'm also a realist. Yeah. So I was like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, during the game, I was like, I want this to go as smoothly as possible. I'm very happy with my situation right now. Yeah. Yes. Uh, let's keep you know. Let's keep this going as it should go. Yeah. Now, um, Connor scores. Well, first of all, I'm, I'll tell you the reason for this later. Yeah. Throughout the third period, I don't know if you guys noticed that Copley numerous times took a knee when the puck was in the other end and like one time was like on both knees and I'm like, is this what this guy normally does? <laughs> this is weird. So, uh, yeah, Connor scores, 59 seconds left. Uh, believe me, I know exactly. <laughs> oh, I believe uh, it, man. And there was no other whistles. So, oh. I'm thinking at 59 seconds, I'm like, I would love to go in right now. There's <laughs> yeah. no pressure. Even if I let in another goal, it's totally fine. The game's over. Yeah. Um, but I think two things. I think if I had been on the bench and like kind of like, you know, top of mind, like he looks down the bench and sees me, he may have thought of it. Yeah. And I also think if the score had been flipped and Washington had been winning, that yes. they may have decided to do that. They may have um, done something like that, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so it turns out after the game, Copley legitimately cramped in the middle of the third period. That's exactly what exactly happened in Chicago, was it not? Yeah. Yes. With, uh, what was that, Colin Delia? Was yeah, that Delia. Was? Yeah. Delia, yeah. So, and I'm like, after the game, I'm like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> I could have acted. And he's you like, were... I literally, the only reason I didn't go off was because I didn't want to put you in that position in a 1-1 game. Whoa. Wow. Oh, yeah. So, like, was... there was, and I don't think I've told any podcast or interviews that because the the questions weren't like they never led me there, but yeah, yeah legitimately, uh, he cramped, uh, and apparently someone had said they saw him in the in the second TV timeout, like right before he let in the goal. He didn't take a towel or anything. He was just crushing water wow, all the time. So, and he said he said he played the night before. He took morning skate because he thought he wasn't going to be playing. Right, yeah, and then he got That's to right, play. Man. And Winnipeg, like it's a warm, it's warm down there. Oh, it's so warm on that surface. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, he legit cramped. So, I was so close to getting in <laughs> and just missed her, you know? Yeah, But you... I did not, like, if it had been 1-1, I would have possibly shit myself. Like, that was... <laughs> oh, dude, yeah. Oh, man. I, I can't even, like, I'm trying to imagine it, and I just, I can't, man. I don't know how many times I've had that dream of going in in an NHL game in a similar situation. I can't imagine living it in real life like that is crazy <laughs> the coolest man yeah, 30 31 years old you you know you yeah. had a couple beers on the weekend and you're like oh, oh man yeah. shouldn't have had those beers so, <laughs> oh, man. so if you did if you did get in though like how do you think you would have done man like would you have gone seven for seven like foster did in chicago or like yeah i mean i think the thing to understand is that like the shots are way better but so is the defending yeah like, yeah you know, I bet they would have clamped down pretty oh, hard. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. you know, I mean, Foster made a couple really good saves. He did, yeah. But, like, it wasn't like all seven of them were bell No, exactly. Saves, right? No grade like, eight. It was a you know, I think I would have held my own. You yeah. know, I think I would have held my own. And they're a pretty good team. Like, there's yeah. some 
There's some damn there's good some good defensemen on yeah. there. Yeah, I guess hey, Stanley Cup defending Stanley couple, Cup champions, couple, I believe. Couple of players they won a, they won a trophy last year. Yeah, yeah, you may have heard of them, hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's wicked. So game wraps up. Jets obviously win. You go to the dressing room, all that kind of stuff, and then. Uh, so I know the situation was a little different uh, in color, or well, when uh, you suited up for the Avalanche a little bit late in the game uh, earlier yeah. on this year, I believe it, it was? was last year, I think. That well, yeah, like in February, so last yeah. season. Last season, but, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I was just yeah. gonna, I just wanted to ask you, uh, well, I mean, how the situation was a little bit different. The goalie went, was it Jonathan Bernier got hurt in that game? Yes. So Bernier got hurt. I uh, got uh, well concussion protocol, and so I dressed. And just watched the game on the jumbo or on the on the TV in the room. Yeah, you know. And then like the Jets pumped them like six <laughs> one. So they literally came in and as nice as possible, we're like, "Would you mind just getting undressed in this other room? Because <laughs> oh, you know man. we're it's not going to be a very fun scene. Mm. And uh, you know, like it sucked, but at the same time, like I'm sure the guys have been like, "What the hell? Who is this guy?" Like, yeah. we, you know, they, they probably wouldn't have been too pumped about it, which, you know, yeah. So I got to be, you know, like I said, like literally a part of the team. So I was in there, and obviously I just kept my mouth shut. But, no, you know, course. Reardon came in and he said, you know, you guys battled hard. We, you know, we gave him we gave him a good shake. And, and um, yeah, and then he was just like, do your media, and then let's, you know, as I'm sure every coach says in Winnipeg, oh, yeah. let's get out of here as fast as possible. Exactly. There's not a lot to do if you're staying. And... No, get on the plane and let's go. Yeah. Let's go, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I know that uh, I've, I've listened to a couple of your interviews now, and uh, I noticed that you're kind of rallying to uh, see if you can get, or the, the, the outlets, they're trying to rally to get you that Avalanche jersey that you didn't get. <laughs> yes. So, what kind of things did you take I, uh, home from you from the from the Caps game? Yeah. So, uh, I feel actually kind of bad because the NHL Network shredded them on that. Well, they did, yeah. man. I was oh, like, ooh. Yeah. So, um, you know, after media was done, um, they had taken the jersey, folded it, and and like presented it to me. Like, we really want to thank you. Uh, for doing this, for helping us out. Here's your jersey. Uh, we also want you, they said, to keep the under gear that they gave me and the hat that I wore. Um, and then they popped the stall tag out and put that in my bag. Um, and then before I even knew what was going on, Ovi walked over, shook my hand, thanked me, and gave me an autograph stick uh, as a like a, as a thank you. And yeah. that thing is just an absolute hook. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 It's nuts. It's and got then quite the right behind on. him, uh, right behind him was Holtby uh, with <laughs> a uh, with an autograph stick. And I actually played in Holtby's hometown, uh, Lloydminster, Alberta. Yeah. So Bobcats. He put uh, he put go Bobcats on the stick. <laughs> that's like sweet. yeah, thanks for the help. Oh, go that's Bobcats. perfect, man. Local boy, that's that's wow. awesome. That is so cool. Yeah, so I, I got a pretty good haul. Everyone, you know, people. The first thing people ask is, "Did you get paid?" And I'm like, "I don't need to get paid for that." No. I, uh, you know, I got like, those are going to be in my rec room in my office for the rest of my life. So I might, I might actually through my Jersey connections might be able to try and find you that number. What number did you wear with the Avs? Uh, okay. So I wore number 61, but it's funny. My girlfriend, I got the best girlfriend in the world. She, for my birthday this year, bought me a replica Jersey of, uh, 
Colorado number 61 with my name on it. Because oh, okay. I didn't even have my name on yeah. it. They just taped over someone else. Like, if I had gone out there, it would have been a complete disaster. I would have tape flopping around, <laughs> not even a name bar on the jersey. Oh, like, like the guy what? in the beer league with the tape number on because you got two number 17s? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you just make it like make it like a 19? Yeah. yeah. Hold that extra tape? Yeah, that's basically what it was. Oh, that's Aww. hilarious. I'll see what I can yeah, do because so, I... I know the ask- yeah, see what you can do, but the yeah, those yeah, I've tried, and and uh, apparently the NHL Network tried, so we'll see. Yeah, they huh. just sold off all their jerseys from last year. Recently, that's how much into this I am, and uh, I'll see. If, <laughs> I have some buddies in Colorado that because I collect Picker jerseys, so I got a bunch back back in the day from nice. his. So I'll see if any of them can uh, track down that sixty one for you. Nice. I'm so, sure it wasn't a popular player. No, no. So it's all up no. to you now, Timmy. <laughs> so how are you it's doing? All up to you, man. How are you doing I'm for time? Do you want to? You want to get into some WHL talk? I was. We were pretty pumped to yeah, do I'd that. Yeah, I'd love to. Okay. All right, I'd man. love to. Yeah, if you guys are good, I, I'm Ooh. good. Yeah. So Timmy had some uh, questions about uh, growing up here and uh, goalie coaches. So he wanted to kind of know what was going on. Yeah, I'm kind of curious. Like I always like to hear uh, other goalies' stories and stuff. So. Like, curious, who did you work with locally for uh, goalie coaches? Like, did you, was it Gary Johnson, Rick St. Croix, someone else possibly? Yeah, so I was a Gary Johnson guy. And yeah. uh, funny story about Gary. Do, do you remember when he ran out of his garage? Uh, that was before my time. I was at, I okay. always went to Rookies. Yes, so he started running it out of his garage on Oakenwald. Uh, oh. And I was the last goalie ever to do a session in his garage. Oh, wow. And, like, he, like, took a minute after, before he, like, shut the door and, like, had a little, like, moment. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so I was the last one, and then I followed him over to Rookies. Um, and then, you know, it just it gets to a point where there's, like, the odd session where there's a guy who plays at a lower level than me coaching me, and I'm like, uh... <laughs> this isn't really ideal. My dad's like, yeah, like he's going to the dub camp. We can't really have a junior B guy coaching him. Like, I yeah. get it. But so um, I ended up working a lot uh, as I got older with Gord Woodall yeah. and, Woody. Uh, and Brent Zelenowicz. Oh, Those actually, I. Two, uh, guys. Yeah, I worked a lot with Brent uh, actually at Gary's. I think, he, where did he play? Yeah. He played in Texas. Whoa. Corpus Christi. That was the highest level. He played the university in way out in Acadia, I think. And yeah, he was in Texas. He played a little bit of pro. Yeah. Yeah, I worked a lot with him. Yeah. Actually, I played beer league with him uh, about two years ago, three years ago. And yeah, he plays. They both skate as players in our yeah. skate, our shake and bake skate. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. They, so, and he, they're both in my season ticket group. Like, we, we stayed in touch quite a bit. Oh, so. wow. Small, yeah. small world. Yeah, I played. They play on a team uh, at the Iceplex, or played. I don't know if they still do. Called the Flying yeah, Zambonis. Yeah, the Flying Zambonis. Yeah. Holy crap! Yeah. yeah, they got the the most most money out of any team in any Iceplex league ever. Yeah, yeah. They even yeah. got the. I think they have a magnetic logo for the door. <laughs> they do. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. They, these oh, guys have man. nothing but money and time. Yeah, I've played a few games with them. Wow. Um, yeah. So growing up, like what? Who did you look up to uh, as far as NHL goalies and even locally? Because like for me, growing up, I looked up to as I said earlier yourself, uh, Rajon Beauchemin, um, Christer Taves or Toes. I don't know how he pronounced it, like Taves, Jonathan Taves, but yeah, Taves, yeah, yeah, him. A uh, couple other. There's a few other guys. Uh, curious who you looked up to. 
Uh, yeah, so, um, you know, in the show would have definitely been Patty, Patty Waugh, yeah. and, uh, and Cujo was, was a big one for me. Man, did you go uh, to his book Jones. signing the other day? I didn't, man. I saw I saw that he was here after. Yeah, and, we, we uh, went, man. Yeah, we so both went. Did you guys go? Yeah. yeah. It was I, awesome, yeah. I can't wait to read the book. Well, um, I'm about 50 pages in, man. It's a good one. Yeah. So those were the guys. Uh, I would say locally, um, Boshin, uh, Rob McVicker was, uh, oh, yeah. was yeah. a little older than me. Yeah. Um, I can't remember who else, but those were probably been two guys. Christopher for sure, too. Yeah, he was just a, like they were a couple, few years older than me. So yeah. they were the guys who like when I got drafted, you know, my, you know, my, my, the scout for Seattle was like, yeah, I want you to watch these guys. So when, like, when they were in Brandon, they br- they bring me to watch and stuff like that. So, oh, wow. um, yeah, so those were, those were probably the guys that I idolized the most uh, as I was growing up. Oh, that's really cool. <laughs> those are a couple guys that I watched. Too. I saw, well, my dad and I, we've always done a lot of WHL games every year. And I've, wa- I remember yeah. watching McVicker a lot growing up. Yeah, he was a really good goalie in the top. Yeah. And I always, he's a really good goalie. I like he had the uh, old Bauer Reactor sixes like Cujo, but in the Wheat King colors, I always loved that set he had. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I remember that now. Yeah. yeah. So that's awesome. That's really cool to hear. Um, yeah. So I was doing, like I said, I was doing a little bit of digging on your uh, stats and uh, on Hockey DB and stuff like that. So I obviously went over the rosters uh, of uh, Seattle and uh, um, Lethbridge. And yep. so some guys that, that just kind of stood out, uh, well, Zach Boychuk, I saw that you played with. Is that true? Yes, yeah, in, uh, in Lethbridge. I wasn't, I wasn't in Lethbridge for very, very long. long. Yeah, I was I traded that. at the deadline. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Boych was a... Um, 15-year-old or something? 15-year-old rookie, yeah. So, and he was sick at that time. Yeah. Um, Dwight yeah, King, really I think good. I saw, was another one. Who's that? Dwight King, was that another one? Yeah, yes, probably the the quietest but one of the toughest guys i i like like maybe not the toughest but like the guy that you would to meet him you'd never think he was as tough as he was like he's <laughs> such a nice quiet soft-spoken guy and just like yeah. so tough that's that's all he's a pretty big piece of that king's uh the king stanley cup team eh? yeah he was like that guy that you need in the playoffs right yeah. that's yeah. exactly what it was for us like he's third liner like you know, just grind it out. But he, I mean, obviously got more points in the dub. Like, yeah, he, was, yeah. uh, he was a pretty solid player. Oh, for sure. And then uh, moving on to Seattle, uh, I saw this guy actually had a little brief stint with the Winnipeg Jets, but uh, Aaron Gagnon, who's still playing, I think I saw. Yes. So this is, yeah, Gags was my captain uh, the second year I was there. The first year that I was there was Metcalf, who's a yep. local guy. Yeah. Yep. And then. Gags was our captain the next year and just unbelievable guy. And then when he, when I realized that he was with the Jets and like the Moose, uh, oh no, he would have been with St. John's. John's. So he was up with, yeah. the, with the Jets for a while. Uh, we chatted a bit by text, never ended up being able to get together, but we talked a little bit and I was kind of like asking him how he liked the city and making sure he was like comfortable here and stuff. So, but he was just such a nice guy. Like he was, uh, he was one of those guys that everyone liked. That's awesome, man. Um, another couple of guys from that roster. Uh, played with Thomas Hickey when he was pretty young, like his first year, I think I saw. 
Yeah, so the year that I, like my second year was his first year. He was, again, he was a 16-year-old rookie. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he was, yeah, he was a stud. He was, I think he was on our first unit PP that year yeah. as a 16-year-old. That's which crazy. is crazy, yeah. Back he, then, like now it's a little different, but back then that was like unheard of. Yeah, that guy's an 89. He's the uh, same age as us. I think he was, uh, was he drafted like fourth overall? He was high, fourth or fifth. Fourth yeah. overall, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I... I thought he was sick. I thought that was maybe a little bit high for him to get drafted, yep. but like he was, he was a pretty skilled player, and like he's been a very serviceable player for the Ooh, yeah. Oh man, yeah, like he's been a good player playing in the top four on the yeah. island. So, um, yeah, a couple other uh, guys that kind of came to mind. Uh, well, Nate Thompson obviously is still playing. I saw that. Yeah, he was a twenty-year-old my first year. Yeah, um, and he was like seriously. You would, I would have never told, I could have never told you nothing against him, but I would have never thought he would have made it. Isn't that crazy, yeah? Some guys just... What's that? Isn't that crazy? Yeah, like, he just stuck with it, you know? Like, and it just shows you that, like, he was, like, a 20-year-old, and, like, he was good, but he wasn't a superstar in our league, and he wasn't, like, a, he wasn't, like, a guy that we leaned on hard. Like, we had other guys, better guys that we leaned on that never made it even close to as far as him. He just worked his butt off, I'm sure. Yeah, and he just, you know, he played played years in the A, and he, you know, stuck with it and kept getting better. I think that's another thing is, like, some of these guys just, just blossom a little later, you know? Yeah, like, he's up to, like, 600 NHL games now or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he's been around It's crazy, yeah. Much? So, he's, uh, yeah, he's an 84 then? Uh, I, I think, think you, I think you're probably right. He was yeah. 20 and I was 17, yeah, yeah. so he would have been an, uh, an 84, yeah. Oh, he okay. Was, He's one of our 20-year-olds, yeah. Uh, the one guy that I am the most excited to ask you about, uh, he led the league in penalty minutes that year, was uh, Zach Fitzgerald. <laughs> so, oh, okay. Like, how long do you guys have for oh, me to tell you stories? Okay, this is, what, this is what I was hoping for. So, he leads the league. <laughs> yeah, man, he leads the league in penalty minutes. I remember him with the moose, and that guy was an animal. Yeah. This penalty minutes, like, I can't, you couldn't even... I oh, mean, I can't even add that up in my head. So... What do you got on Zach Fitzgerald? Yeah. <laughs> so you, share. you probably have the hardest head of any human I've ever seen. <laughs> Big Irish redhead. Um, I'm, what's the swear protocol on here? Oh, anything goes. Okay, okay. So, like, my first year, uh, I'm a rookie. I'm playing behind Brian Bridges, who's, like, set the shutout record that year. Yep. And so I'm, like, every time that anyone does extra work, I got to stay out there after practice. Yeah. <laughs> and I was a little, a little out of shape. So the coaches were like, obviously making me stay out after practice. So, um, we always did this drill where the D would come around the net. Our coach, our D coach would just have his stick there. They'd have to hit it and, uh, it would hit it or it wouldn't hit it. And then the D would have to hold it in, drag to the middle and shoot. Like it was so simple, but they did it for like half an hour most days. So Fitzy's out there, and like I'm just done an hour and a half tracky. Oh yeah, I'm you know gas, and he's fucking firing clappers, at me. <laughs> like like Ooh. high high clappers. So I'm like okay, and I don't wear a neck guard at this time because I'm an idiot, <laughs> and I'm just taking him in the collarbone. Oh, so that's I'm the like, worst. I, yeah, I took one in the collarbone, and I think the same practice I had taken one in. You know the end of the finger if you close your glove yep. too early. Yep. Just blood blister like a kill. Oh. So I'm like, I'm like, I'm, I'm just like, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> so a couple shots, he comes in, tees it up, and I just stand there. And it either hits me or he misses an ad or something. And I'm like, okay, this I can deal with this. And, you know, whatever, trying on a few other ones. He skates by me after one of these shots 
and he keeps skating at me. I'm like, oh no, oh no, oh no. He's like, if you stand up and don't try on one more of my shots, I'll fucking kill you. Wow. I'm like, okay. I'm like, this guy. Wow. Best fight I've ever seen in my life. We're playing Portland, center ice, him and Braden Coburn, oh, like wow. packed house, and they just went to town on each other. Like these guys were heavyweights, like yeah. two twenty, two thirty, six four, just beating the shit out of each other. It was like wow. scary to see him after some fights. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he was, he was, a, he was, man, he was a, a character. Like he was like, he just. Most fighters, like, they just want to be liked by their teammates. Yeah, you know, they, of course, they're, right? They're the ultimate team guy. But yeah. then you get him, when that, that uh, you know, you flip that switch, he'll kill you. Oh, like, oh yeah, you, you I see, you see he, red, right? Oh, man, yeah. So he was, he, was pretty, uh, he was a pretty interesting guy to play with. You didn't want to get on his bad side, that's true. I think he fought someone in practice my first year, too. Did, like, <laughs> just an animal. One way to set the tone. an animal. That is awesome. Yeah, he's at the tone, yeah. Wow. <laughs> I got to yeah, ask. So that's... Hey, sorry for the technical difficulties there. Uh, this is the joys of recording it on your phone. It's kind of <laughs> yeah. crappy, but hey, we're, uh, we're amateurs here. So. you got to start somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, no worries. Uh, Timmy, no worries. appreciate you hanging in here, man. So, uh, Timmy. The... So, I got to ask. I asked you off the air a bit, but uh, just to, so people that aren't here with us right now can hear it. Can you tell us about some of the goalies you played against? Because I'm like a big goalie nerd, especially when it comes to WHL goalies. So uh, you mentioned yeah. a couple guys here that I'm sure a lot of people will remember. Yeah, so, so yeah, like my first shout-out was against Carey Price. Um, oh. And you could definitely tell that he was going to be, a, a, you know, a top guy. He made everything look so, so easy. Like some, he just makes saves look routine. And you just, like, you literally sit there on the bench and be like, how, like, <laughs> how did he even stop that? Never mind. How did he make it routine? Like, and then, uh, like I, I said to you off air there, we had one, I think a double overtime game in playoffs. We beat them, but I think he made over 60 saves and he was just unbelievable. Uh, he was the only reason they even got a win in that series. Never mind. Like, uh, you know, we, we beat him four one, like, he was the only reason they were even close. Like we were a way better team. Wow. Like, um, like, was it not different? Like, is pretty difficult for a goalie like in in the western hockey league at the time to have a goals against under three is that not right it was pretty high. oh yeah yeah it was uh that was so we were the ones testing out all the new rules like us and the, yeah. and the american league were testing out all the like the shootouts yeah, the shootout and, rules, uh, right i remember that you one. know and, and and the new rules so there was yeah there was a decent amount of scoring there were some unbelievable players too like that that lockout year you know like Vlad and uh yep. Getzlaff. We're yeah. both on Calgary. Calgary. Like, are are you kidding? My third start. We lose to Calgary 3-2, and both of them have three points. And they're oh not even God. trying. Like, it's just a joke. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I played against Pogie in the height of, uh, you know, when Pogie was the Canadian goalie. Uh, you had mentioned Leland Irving. Yep. He was, uh, he was a heck of a goalie for Everett. Uh, one, of the, one of the big guns when I was actually um, playing, too, was, uh, oh, man, um, Kelly Gard. Yep. Kelowna. In, uh, in Kelowna. Yeah. Fuck, you know he was, is, uh, right? he was one of the top goalies. Another I can't one. remember some of the other ones. Jeff Glass. Jeff Glass? Yeah, he was... Uh, oh, where did he play? Kootenay. Kootenay. Yeah. Yeah, we, and we played them a few times that year uh, with Kootenay. Yeah, and he was, he was the one who was on that absolutely sick uh, World Junior yeah, team. Yeah, him that, and like, Reg. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. 2005 in Grand Forks. Yeah. Right, right, right. right. I remember in, I was at in, the gold medal Forks, game. Yeah. You were you were in school and I was at the gold medal game. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> um, nice. That season you guys lost to the, uh, th- was it that season you guys lost to the eventual champion Kelowna Rockets there? Cool. Yeah, game seven. Man. Seven games. Game seven. That was a good I mean, team. I had nothing to do with the series. <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> uh, so, Shea Weber was a guy that stood out to me on that team. Oh, my God. So, yeah, what, was, him, what was that like? I remember him and Dion Phaneuf that year. Oh. Like, you'd play those guys, and, like, everyone was shit scared. Oh, that's like, cool. you literally just watched them, because you needed to know when they were on the ice. Um, also, Bufflin was was in PG yep. that year. Oh yeah, and I thought he broke my toe. One of the shots he took, <laughs> like I thought he broke. Like the heaviest shot, those three guys, Weber, Phaneuf, and Bufflin. Oh. Like when it hit you, it hurt. It legitimately hurt. Wow! Like that's how that's how good they were. That's how hard their shots were, and they were eighteen. Never yeah. mind now when they're 18, like 13. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Fully grown men. I couldn't even imagine facing a buff or a yeah. Weber. Weber and Phaneuf are on that World Junior team that yep. you're just referring to there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Weber, Weber, pretty much like controlled the series that 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 series when we played them. Like he kind of like if he was going, they were going. I remember I got a goal to. They ended up playing the Wheat Kings in the finals that year, and I went to game three and four, so I saw him win. And f- Weber sure stood out. Wow. Yeah, he was a hell of a player. Yeah, yeah. You could see, you could see back then too. Like those were the guys. Those were the top gear guys, right? Yeah. I said about Thompson and how I couldn't believe it. Like. There was guys that I played against that was just like, "There's you're a stud. Like yeah. you're you're gonna make all the money in the world." Well, I remember Braden Coburn was so highly touted as well, and you had mentioned yeah. him earlier. Uh, he was, I believe, he got cut from that World Junior team. Did he or did he make I, it? I can't remember I right now. Remember, man. <clears throat> but I don't remember. I don't remember that W. Well, oh. the WHL that that year was so low. Well, all three leagues were, but yeah. there was a lot yeah. of. A lot of talent in the dub. Oh man, thanks for I'm sharing. I'm just realizing it now. Thanks for sh- <laughs> thanks for sharing those, those dub stories, man. This has yeah. all been just bonus. Like you have no idea how excited I am about all this dub news. Like I I followed the, the dub religiously. I, I always had. I used to go to school with Chet Pickard, and we always used to talk yeah. about it. What be, like when he, after he got drafted, we had talk about it all the time. Like, um, yeah, we used to talk about Josh Harding, uh, Cam Ward, all that back yeah. in the day. Yeah. Totally, yeah. He was, uh, yeah, and I was coming in kind of right around that era. Yeah. When yeah. all those guys, and like I said, I was, when, you know, when they had that lockout, a lot of guys just stayed in junior. Mm-hmm. And that absolutely shouldn't have been playing junior. No, not at all. <laughs> yeah. Not at all. Yeah. So, with with the WHL career, like, long wrapped up, I mean, it's been a good, what, like, 12 years or so, eh? Like, yeah, man, it's been, I'm 31 now. So, yeah. so what kind I, of stuff? What, yeah, go, it's go been ahead. It's a long time. So what kind of stuff yeah, are you uh, you into these days? Like what uh, we kind of t- I checked out your uh, your website kind of briefly, but uh, explain to everybody what uh, what you're all about these days. Yeah, so I'm a I'm an online strength and conditioning coach. So a lot of people don't know what that means, but it means that um, you get to uh, train on your own time at your own gym, uh, but you still get the accountability of a coach. So I do work with people in person, but. Um, online, I work with uh, former elite hockey players, like former hockey players, beer leaguers. Uh, I help them uh, look, feel, and perform like pros without living in the gym. So um, it's uh, it's super fun because I get to like you know talk to athletes all the time. Uh, yeah. I got some like some soccer players and stuff, and and uh, it's just it's 
That's your it's job. It's a really rewarding job. That's, oh, yeah. That's so cool, man. That's uh, And it's Mikhail Strength and Conditioning? Is that what it is? Yeah, MikhailStrength.com. Uh, the, the business is Mikhail Strength Conditioning because tarps should always be optional. <laughs> I love that. Well, I love that. I spent about, uh, before the before the recording, I spent about 10 minutes on the website to learn what you're, yeah. what you're all about. And, uh, yeah, I just wanted to uh, ask you what you could offer a washed-up beer league goalie with bad hips or uh, maybe a D-man like me who's uh, managed to stay in just good enough shape for beer league once in a while. Well, that's exactly it, boys. You guys are my... my my key demographic here uh, yeah this is this is huge for me so uh yeah like i actually have a couple of um couple of free downloads on the website called the weekend warrior hip and shoulder saver um so those are uh just five minute movement flows you can do before and after your games or or before and after your workouts and the uh the reports have been very good uh coming from yours truly especially there's a reason that i put them out there because i needed them because uh you hit 30 and things go downhill, that's for sure. Yeah, oh, yeah. we're coming up on it. Yeah. And uh, I've already started to, I've been I've been going to see a physiotherapist at Sport and Spine. I don't know if you've ever been there or heard of that. but I've heard of it, yeah. Yeah, I've been it, going yeah. there. I've been uh, dealing with some uh, pretty shitty foot issues. And uh, I've been using this thing called uh, shockwave therapy. I don't know if you've heard of that. Yeah. Holy fuck, yeah. man. Does that ever hurt? I've been taking that on the bottom of my feet. and oh, But it is like the greatest thing in my entire life. It is amazing. So helpful, yeah. So helpful. So, so helpful. Uh, I think yeah. you, I think you might have just yeah, added. Yeah, well, check like, it, check it out, boys. Like, oh, I think I. I you might have just added out, ten yeah. years to Timmy's goaltending career. <laughs> Indirectly, that's great. Yeah, yeah exactly. I know what I'm. I, 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 I hope to. I oh. got We got to. We got to keep playing. We got to keep it going. Well, gotta exactly. The locker room, you know? I'm definitely going to be checking that out after hockey later tonight. Well, yes. Uh, definitely. Well, Gavin. Uh, Thank you very much for taking the time today. And uh, just so the listeners know, after I reached out to you last week, I didn't exactly expect to hear back. I knew your phone would be blown up. Um, but not only did you get back to me, you you even followed up after the weekend to see if we were still down. Yeah. So, man, we that means so much. We really appreciate this. Yeah, man. It's, uh, you know, when you when you see it's Winnipeg guys and you <laughs> see that it's like a super fun, uh, super fun podcast, it's a very similar uh kind of tagline to my business it's like this is a no-brainer to, to sit on the phone and chat with these guys for an hour is a no-brainer so yeah once everything once the dust settled uh we uh after a crazy day uh we could reconnect which is awesome that's amazing man have you come down from cloud nine yet or you know what it's finally starting to hit me yeah. uh kind of what happened um this this weekend it started to hit me and uh yeah i'm starting to come down but uh it's just like I, I've said it to a few people. No one can, you know, no one can take this experience away from me, which is so cool. Absolutely, man. Like, yeah, just the dream, <laughs> the absolute dream. Okay, man. Well, thanks for doing this. Well, uh, hopefully, this isn't the last we hear from you. We'd love to have you back on to chat again one day. So, uh, thanks again. Thanks, boys. It was tons of fun. Alrighty, we'll talk to you a little bit later. Okay, that wraps up that interview. Big thanks to Gavin McHale for coming on to the show. Yeah, that was. I I don't think you guys can see my face right now, but that was amazing to be able to talk about WHL hockey with a WHL goalie at one point because I was never that good. Was just amazing. Yeah. So make sure after you hear this episode, make sure you share it with uh, all your friends, your goalie friends, whatever. Yeah. The goalie fraternity, I'm sure, is going to get their ears on this. That so. was legitimately every goalie's dream. What he did. Yeah, absolutely. It's a pretty incredible story. So we're very privileged to have uh, recorded it on the podcast. So. 
big thanks to him. Uh, and as for the listeners, what you guys can go do is uh, follow us on Instagram, like us on Facebook, any of that stuff. Yeah. That's the Tongues Out Hockey Podcast. Yeah. Uh, we'd like to close things out with a little uh, reminder for all of you guys to shoot the hockey. This is Tongues Out. Peace out. A-Town. <laughs> <laughs>